Yay. Welcome, everyone. I am seriously so excited about this episode of the Business of Inner Peace. I call this a God appointment. It is when the things just divinely align and you know that it is meant to be. Today, I have my first ever male guest on the podcast, and I've been so intentional about choosing women to come and talk with you. But today, I feel like Clark's message is meant for everyone, and I don't want to get in the way of what God wants to do. Welcome to the Business of Inner Peace. I'm your host, Erin Jean, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's pretend we're sitting in my living room enjoying a cup of coffee or tea and getting to know each other just a little better. That's what I love. I love getting to hear your story. I love feeling connected by the spirit of understanding that our stories bring. Today, I'm sharing some of my story, but I hope someday soon you'll be telling me yours. Listen, I know that you're feeling overwhelmed with life and nothing is exactly how you'd like it to be. Your marriage is not what you hoped for. Motherhood is harder than you imagined. and You've lost yourself somewhere in the mix of responsibilities. Well, if you're ready to bring some more peace and joy into your life, reconnect with God who made you and start living a life you love, then grab your cup of coffee or tea and let's dive into today's show. So I am so excited to introduce you to Clark. He is the author of the book called Healed by Faith, and he also has a podcast of the same name. Like literally, you will devour the podcast just like I did. (laughs) In a matter of hours, you'll have listened to everything because it is so exciting to hear how God has worked in his life. So Clark, welcome. I would love to, if you don't mind, tell people like how we got connected. And then I have some questions for you about your journey. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's such a pleasure to be able to share this. I hope that it reaches the right people to be able to help them through their own journey. And yeah, Aaron and Aaron and I, we first got connected on Instagram when I was looking for other people who are in the spirituality space. I love the name of your podcast, by the way, The Business Thank of Inner you. Peace. Isn't that so perfect? It is. <laughs> and you had mentioned we have a friend in common, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of like totally, this is why it was a God thing for me. I never, ever, ever like really look at those hidden messages on Instagram And because like Clark and I weren't connected, it was a hidden message and I just happened to peek. And then I was very intrigued by what he said. And so I went and looked at his profile and a friend of mine, Tanya Howell, who's in the whole like holistic health, essential oil world, had had him on her Instagram and like interviewed him there. And I was like, what? Like, I have to know more about this guy. So I quickly said, yes, let's do this. And um, the rest is is the history unfolding right here before you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But you, okay, so I want, everyone needs to hear your story. But part Mm -hmm. of why I love your story is because you are just like this living proof of 
energy being a real thing and um, like the spiritual world being a very real thing. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting to me because I've noticed in my journey as a Christian that there's like these taboo words or maybe even like triggering words Mm -hmm. that Christians hear and immediately want to label something as evil. So it's interesting to me because we're really open to spirituality, right? Because we know, we believe in like the devil and demons and angels, and we know that's a spiritual thing, but we're not very open to words like energy or maybe even like spiritual healing kind of freaks people out. And so I just want to kind of start our conversation there with like, I love the way you explain energy and spirituality and how it's connected. So will you start with that? Yeah, totally. So I just to give you some context of like where I started, I grew up a Christian, but kind of came away from the faith for, for a while there. And, um, I started to become this like new age kind of follower was like, I was seeking spirituality, but in all the wrong places. And, um, then what ended up happening is I got really sick when I was in Haiti and I came back home from Haiti and no doctors could tell me what was wrong with me. They're like, it seems like you have a stomach infection. Uh, we can see that you're really sick. You're losing a ton of weight. I lost 40 pounds in like a month and a half. And, but they're like, there's nothing, there's no bacteria. There's no parasites. There's no markers physically that we can see of anything that is wrong with you. And uh, for five years, my health continued to deteriorate and I knew something was wrong, especially because last year um, I got into such poor health that my my brain started to decline. Like I had cognitive issues. I started to have memory loss. Um, I wasn't able to focus. My determination was gone. I had all this ner- these problems in my nervous system. And that's when I started to work with plant medicine. I went to this like ceremony with, um, some shamans that are from South America. And through that, I discovered that I actually had spiritual parasites. Now this was a, this was totally mind blowing to me, right? It's like the idea that something spiritual can actually exist. That is, that does not have a body, but is conscious totally blew my mind. I mean, we all think that like, okay, our brains are where consciousness come from. We think it's our neurons that create consciousness. That's actually not true at all. All consciousness comes from God, right? Amen. (laughs) Amen. Right. He's the source of consciousness, not our brains. And so, um, there are conscious entities that exist out there. And by out there, I mean like all around us. Yeah. <laughs> but like in other like dimensions. Dimension, yeah. Right. And, and what I learned through working with these indigenous people is that our thoughts, our, what we, the way we think, what we say, um, our intentions, all that stuff is constantly attracting different energies. And some of those energies are actual spiritual entities. And this, this is what's so important to be able to understand about our world is that Everything is actually energy. Even physical matter, we figured out, is actually just low frequency energy. This is what Einstein discovered with E equals MC squared. It's like 
physical matter is one dimension of energy, but you can turn that back into a rawer form of energy, a less dense form of energy. And that's how we created the nuclear bomb. So if everything is energy, then why is like, how does that affect our bodies? Well, that means that our, our thoughts are energy and, and even what we say and our, the vibrations we make, it's all energy. And our bodies are actually made up of multiple layers of energy that are collapsed into one picture for us to be able to navigate through this world. So if you think about like your body, you have a physical body. You also have a mind body, like your thoughts that come in your head. You also have an emotional body mm-hmm. and you have a spiritual body. You all, One more thing is you have like a physical energetic body, which is kind of like the life force. And that life force is really, really, really critical to the health of your physical body. But you, so you have these five different bodies. Well, think about it. If you were constantly having to pay attention to like five different realms of energy at the same time, we, we have a hard enough time staying focused today with just, yeah. just focus on like the physical realm, right? Well, if we had to focus on five different realms at the same time, we would be in information overload. So our mind is not actually there to create consciousness. Our mind is there to limit consciousness. And this is one of the things that, and by the way, the reason why we have to limit consciousness is so that the world can make sense to us. Imagine, imagine having to navigate the world, paying attention to five things. I mean, it's already hard enough. So to make sense of it, our brain takes these five pictures and they collapse it down into one single picture. And this is what, if you study like other forms of spirituality, like Buddhism and whatnot, they really focus on meditation um, in order to be able to uh, open up those different layers of being to to become aware of the spiritual realm, right? Yeah. A lot of people trigger their awareness of spirituality through meditation, through sitting still. And the same thing goes for Christians too. It's like, even for me, when I feel most connected to God is when I'm still. Yeah. Because it's, it's when we are still, when our minds are still and our physical bodies are still that those layers start to be able to pull apart and it's pulling apart those different layers of our energetic bodies that allows them to give them breadth. And, and by creating that breadth, that's when spiritual energy can actually come in and clean out all the gunk that gets caught between our different energetic layers of being. You follow me so far? I am. And I, if you'll allow me for a moment, I just had a beautiful analogy kind of pop in because I think this is the point where we start to lose some people that have the same faith as us, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're getting a little freaked out about like new agey sounding words Mm -hmm. and spirituality and, and energetics. And they're almost wanting to go, well, I'm just gonna not, not be aware of this or not dabble in this. And it's kind of the same if you, if you reverse it, when you have like the awareness of the Bible and Mm -hmm. you have the awareness of the principles and the, the laws that God has written into our universe to basically, if you abide by his laws, you will have a blessed life. Now we know that those laws are true as a Christian reading the Bible, right? But then think about the world that wants to ignore that Mm -hmm. and not live their life by that, they actually are still being affected 
mm-hmm. by God's laws, even though they don't want to acknowledge the mm-hmm. truth, right? And so this is what we're kind of trying to bring attention to in reverse, mm-hmm. that there is some truth to energetics, to this mm-hmm. spiritual world, to the spiritual being that you are, that you can like pay attention to, mm-hmm. learn about, and actually do better when you know and understand this stuff, it's going to affect you like mm-hmm. one way, whether you like it or not, you're yeah. being affected by the energy, whether you choose to like acknowledge its realness or not. And that's kind of what I'm wanting to offer along with what you're talking about is mm-hmm. like, this stuff is real. It's like scientifically measured. And mm-hmm. by just labeling it as evil and kind of like covering our eyes and ears, it's not going to go away and it still really affects our life. Mm-hmm. And kind of what you and I had talked about earlier before this conversation was like, there's so many Christians in the hospital. There's so many Christians who have an unhealthy body and, you know, there's reasons for it. So I want you to keep telling your story because you, yeah. that's all connected. Yeah. And just for some context, I told you that I kind of strayed away from my faith. I'm now a diehard Christian. Like Christ is King. I had a vision of Christ that he showed me. He is, he has full authority in the spiritual world and on earth, right? Like he has full control. God gave him like full power. So that's where I'm coming from through all of this, right? Will you tell us about that moment really quick? Like, cause that actually came through your experience in mm -hmm. South America, right? Yeah. Well, let me, let me come back okay, to that in a second. Go, I want to, I want to touch on what you, what you previously just said about like, there are, there are spiritual laws of nature, kind of like how there are, you know, Newton's laws of physics. So the spiritual laws of nature, Jesus basically told us what we need to know. He didn't really get down to like, Oh, here's why you, this is why you should pray as if something has already happened. He said, pray with the faith that it will already be done for you and it will come true. Right. Yeah. He said, pray as if it is already done. It's like, but when you begin to dig kind of deeper, we can start to understand why that is the case by understanding how energy works, right? You put out a frequency, just like a tuning fork, that frequency starts to resonate with other frequencies. These other frequencies that re- that you're resonating with are going to be attracted to you. So if you're putting out the frequency of faith in God, like, God, I know you're going to do this for me. I know you're going to create a miracle in my life. All of his angels that are that can help you achieve that are going to be attracted to you, right? Yeah. So Jesus did teach us this stuff already. You know, he taught us how we need to apply it into our lives. He didn't, but think about the audience that he was speaking to is speaking to people who were uneducated, illiterate, whatnot. They, we, they can't, he can't get into E equals MC squared with them. You know, it's just like, we live in a different era, but the reason why it's important for us to be able to describe the energetic laws of nature and the spiritual laws of nature is so that we can describe spirituality to people who aren't there yet, because there's so many people who are still thinking with their minds right now. And they're like, this God stuff doesn't even make sense to them. Well, if you can speak with them in their language of understanding science, then maybe you can start to help people gain an understanding that, 
yeah, science is real. Energy is real. Just like there's microwaves and electricity, there's spirits that you can't see. Right. Yeah. And, and that's how you, we can help lead people back. So it's really important as Christians to be able to understand some of this, these more like logical arguments towards spirituality. Yeah. Right? I love that. Yeah. So um, now that we've got that out of the way, um, I want to tell you a little bit about like how I actually fully recovered because I went to Brazil. I learned about all the spiritual nature of the world and, and all the stuff working with indigenous masters and these people, by the way, what they're doing is totally not demonic at all. Like, just like Jesus said, you can know a tree by its fruit, right? Yeah. Um, they're, they're sacrificing themselves to be able to help heal others so that people can overcome disease that help people recover from cancer and all that stuff. If you're telling me that's demonic, I mean, I, <laughs> it's just not, you know, they're, they really are genuinely good helpers, but what they are missing is the most powerful spirit, which is Christ. And so I left Brazil and I learned so much from these guys, but I was not fully healed. And every time I got really close to getting fully healed, but couldn't quite get there, the spirit that was inside of me, the parasites that were inside of me, they started to fight back. So they continued to fight back until the point where I thought I was going to die, like legitimately multiple times I thought I was going to die. And Right before this one really bad event happened, my friend told me, if you want to be able to cast this spirit out, you need to pray to Christ. Well, I started praying to Christ and Jesus literally kills this demon inside of me. And at this point, I, first of all, I was like stunned. I was like, of course, I could only take this thing out of me through prayer because God is the only one who can give something to spirit. He's the only one who can take a who can take the spirit out of an entity as well. So just like in Mark, after the epileptic kid was healed, the disciples came to Jesus and was like, hey, why couldn't we heal this kid? And Jesus said, this kind can only come out through prayer. Well, I tried different medicines and all that stuff, but this kind could only come out through prayer. And so it's only through prayer that I, that I was able to be healed. But it wasn't just through prayer to God because I believe in God for many months. Um, and was not did not find my healing. It wasn't until I prayed to Christ and actually completely believed the story. Just like Jesus says, hey, all you have to do is believe in me. It doesn't even take acts. It doesn't take, it's not about what you do. It's about a belief system. Just like the, the other person who was hanging up on the cross next to Christ, this person was a murderer, right? Do you remember his name, by the way? Yeah. Oh, I don't, but I, it, I do know the story of the thief on the cross. So he's hanging up on the cross. He's a murderer. His entire life has been full of sin, right? And, but he, at the very last minute of his life, acknowledges Jesus as the Lord. He, he believes in Christ. And Jesus says back to him, um, trust me, to, by the end of the day today, we're going to be in paradise. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, so it literally was just, shifting my belief system to believe that Jesus was who he said he is, that he could heal me and that he would heal me. And this is one of the things about us that you really have to understand about my healing journey is I fully believe that Jesus was going to heal me. I never gave up hope. I never started to doubt. And it, one of the reasons why a lot of Christians are still in hospitals is because all they 
although they believe in Christ, they don't necessarily go to Christ as their primary healer. They're still going to doctors and whatnot and trust putting more faith into Western medicine than they are in Jesus Christ. I put all of my chips in Jesus. And the day after I did that, the day when I, I threw all of the Western medicine that I've been working with, all the things I learned from the Amazon, I literally threw it all away and I threw up my hands to Christ. And I was like, Jesus, I know that you can heal me. It's in your hands now. And the reason why I knew that was because I had that vision. I would, after a seven day fast where Jesus came down to me as a light, like a star. And he hovered right above my chest and started to ascend again. And as he ascended, all the parasites in my gut were completely frozen and paralyzed. And he was showing me effortlessly without even touching these things. I can instantly cast all the spirits out of your body. But he left some in there. He's like, I'm not going to fully heal you though, because I want you to, I want to use you for my purpose, right? First of all, I hadn't fully surrendered to him. So he was like, I can heal you, but I'm not going to until you fully surrender. And then secondly, I've got a plan for you. And I want you to execute on this plan um, before I fully heal you. So after after seeing that, I was like, Jesus, I know you can do it. I had full faith, right? Mm -hmm. I had full faith that he could heal me, just like I had full faith that he can heal literally any disease. And um, once I threw up my hands and surrendered, that night I received a miracle healing for like three hours. The disease was literally just getting sucked out of my body from angels. And I got to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, I I think that they all might be gone. I think all the parasites might be gone. And I kind of got up and walked around a little bit. And I was like, nope, there's still a tiny bit left. And I went back to sleep that night. And as I laid my head down to rest, um, I was like in this semi semi-awakened state. But in that moment, I thought I can't wait to help save other people. This was a subconscious thought. So at a subconscious cellular level, it was like, I can't wait to join the army of Christ, right? And in that moment, I felt an earthquake, like like literally break through my entire body, ricocheting through my body. And I knew in that moment that I broke the curse. Whatever curse that was cast on me in Haiti that made me exposed to these spiritual parasites was gone. And as that curse broke, at the same time, a breath of air came into me like, and filled my lungs. And that I know now was me receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was my healing journey. Like there was nothing. I tried everything I did to the max, but there was nothing that was able to heal me, like fully surrendering to Christ. I love that. I also love there's that part of your healing that you talk about where you were basically led to just go be reading God's word. Mm-hmm. Will you share just a piece about that? Cause I think that's powerful too, about what God's word can do. Yeah. So what I learned about the Bible, and this is so cool. I read the Bible every single day because it's a spiritual weapon, right? It literally is yeah. a spiritual weapon. Um, but what I learned about the Bible is that when we are reading the Bible, we are literally receiving blessings. And one of my spiritual gifts to this whole journey is that I can feel the presence of angels. I can feel that presence of like a light passing through me. Um, and so every day when I, when I open up my Bible, I can 
I, I, I receive like a blessing first thing in the morning, you know, it's like mm-hmm. make that eat my spiritual food before I eat my actual food, because that's how important it is. Right. Yeah. Um, but I discovered this during one of my darkest hours. I had just gotten back from Mexico after going to a few other healers, um, both of which very profound, very great at what they do, but nothing was strong enough to break this curse. Literally nothing. Um, except for Christ. So because they couldn't break it, like I said, things were getting worse and I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going insane. And I came home and I called my friend. I'm like, Hey, there, I was offered this, like this exorcism that can go wrong. He basically told me like, Hey, we can do it. We can try to pull this thing out of you. But if we, if we fail, then it could potentially kill you. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that. I went back home to Colorado and was just like, I'm just going to try to get back to, to normal somehow. Right. But in this moment, in this super, super dark moment, I was willing to go risk my life in order to receive healing. Cause I thought I was going to die anyways. Hmm. That for example, that night I felt something choking me and I saw this black smoky dragon in my vision. And I was like, there is some seriously demonic thing that's trying to kill me right now. And I told my friends, like, I can't sleep. I'm having nightmares and it feels like I'm going to die if I go to sleep tonight. And he said, well, if you can't sleep, then just pick up your Bible. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's nothing else I can do, right? So I, in the moment of decision of picking up my Bible, it's the first time that I picked up my Bible. But in that moment of decision, I had this massive healing. Like instantly parasites started to fly out of me like projectiles. And then I went and I read my Bible from like midnight until like five in the morning. I kept reading it all night. And the entire time I'm receiving the biggest healing ever. And this is when I learned like there are ways to be able to fight against spirits through our own effort. But when we pull in Christ, he does the work for us. When he died on that cross, he already took control of all the darkness in the world. All we have to do is surrender to him and he will do the work. When we are reading the Bible, we are literally effortlessly receiving his grace as we deepen our relationship with him. He wants us to be hungry for righteousness, right? Because those who are hungry for righteousness, theirs is the kingdom of heaven versus the people who are, you know, of this world. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... That's when I realized that the Bible is a spiritual weapon. Even now to this day, anytime I feel like down or emotionally not uplifted for any reason at all, I will literally just open up my Bible and receive that blessing, receive that healing, and it will change the state of my energy. It's one of my favorite weapons of spiritual warfare (laughs) because it keeps me totally protected. It is the strong foundation right? Jesus said, anyone who wants to have a strong foundation, you must come to me. You must hear me. And then you must do what I say. A lot of Christians have come to Christ, but how much time are we really spending in, in prayer and meditation and reading the Bible, like listening to him? Yeah. And then ultimately like doing what he says. Yeah. What I, and I told you this before the last time we talked, you know, I, I truly believe that our journeys with God are as individual as we are Mm -hmm. and that each person is going to need something different. 
um, for me on my journey, you know, I had a deep faith in Christ and I was praying and I was reading my Bible, but I was still not able to just like escape my mindset of being um, kind of trapped in, in trauma and like a victim type of a mindset. And it was for me, the action, the action of like actively doing um, different practices to renew my mind and renew my thoughts. And I brought God's word into like all of those practices that I was doing, but I, I had to take an actual action because mm -hmm. the sitting still and just kind of wallowing in the misery and praying about it and reading God's word and still nothing changing. For me, it was just like God calls us to take action on, mm -hmm. on our faith. And so I know that every person has, it looks a little bit different depending on where you are in your journey with God and what the thing that could be missing is. But I just wanted to have you just to encourage people that, you know, this is a real thing, this spiritual world, and that we have real mm -hmm. weapons to use. Mm -hmm. And there's real ways to really care for and take care of our energy. Um, do you mind sharing like a little bit of what is in your book as far as, cause I know you kind of give like a step-by-step -step mm -hmm. there. Yeah, I do. Um, and by the way, you're 100% right. Even for me, I had to take action. Like the, what God told me was like, Hey, you're going to be a messenger now. It's like, you have to, you, I literally had to write this book and had to start my podcast in order to heal myself. <laughs> He's like, now that you figure this stuff out, it's time to go out and share. And by doing that, by helping other people who have struggled with what I was struggling through, God gave me healing and allowed me to take this journey all the way to the end. Right. Um, but the, the step-by-step -step that I did is it, what also another thing that I love about what you said is like, there's an individual journey, right? Everyone's totally different. You just like Jesus, like, when did he heal people the same person twice? Yeah. He always, you, he always had like a different healing technique for every single person. It's like he never repeated the same miracle in the same way. So yes, everyone's journey is going to be uh, different, but there are some basic principles. And it was those principles that I had learned first through firsthand experience and then verified them and understood them more thoroughly by reading the Bible. So this is like an eight-step process that I would do. And I would put myself and try to hold these energetic states in meditation. And this is really where like spirituality and energy and understanding Jesus and all of this can actually come together for you. And it can start to make sense if you are one of those people who like doesn't fully understand energy. Well, the first energy, the first step of this is having complete faith, right? Yeah. So the way that I would the way that I would go about this meditation is I would sometimes meditate on certain bits of scripture that were about faith, right? Or meditate on or in thinking about certain events in the Bible that were about faith. But what I really wanted to do in my the core of my being was to get rid of any doubt, any doubt that Jesus could heal me, any doubt at all. Literally an ounce of doubt can block the healing process. 
a single ounce. It doesn't matter how much he wants full commitment, full belief. And so believing that, that God and Christ can heal you is step number one. And Jesus said, after all of his healings, he always said, through your faith, you have been saved, right? Yeah. That's like the recurring theme of all of his healings. The second state that I had to put myself in was humility. And the, the energy of humility is to surrender. Now, we surrender in a few different ways. We have to surrender through our minds to the fact that the spiritual world actually exists, that angels and demons are real, that spiritual warfare is real, and that can create disease in our bodies. We have to understand that with our minds. We also have to surrender in our hearts to be like, God, I need you. I can't do it on my own. And to actually, the way that you receive a miracle healing is you give up. You give it up to Christ. <laughs> you stop fighting and you just say, Jesus is in your hands, right? The third thing um, is you have to surrender in terms of your actions. Jesus said, every day you must pick up the cross and follow me. It's like, how are you living today? What did you do today in order to help bring people closer to God, to spread the, to spread the gospel? This is his calling for all of us. It's not just calling for like podcasters like me and Aaron, you know, it's just calling <laughs> yeah. for all of us. When the last thing that Jesus said in, in the last gospel of John, right? So in the last gospel, at the last verse, he's telling Peter, do you love me? And Peter's like, of course I love you, Lord. And he's like, then feed my sheep. And he says it three times. He's like, if you love me, feed my sheep. This is probably one of the messages that more Christians need to hear now more than ever. It's like we are, you have to first have the humility of mind to admit that we are in a world of spiritual warfare and to admit we're, that we're kind of losing right now, like in terms of the world. Christians are kind of losing against the darkness. And one of the reasons why is because we haven't become vocal enough about our beliefs. It's like God has become a dirty word, you know? We need to break that and we need really healthy, like healed Christians to go out and actively try to bring people back to faith, bring people back to God by sharing their faith. And that's how you have humility in your actions is actually going out and feeding the sheep. So first we have faith, get the believe in God. Humility, which is the gateway to faith, allows you to get there, right? Mm -hmm. And then the next thing is repentance. And repentance is how we kind of sweep up the shop, right? It's like we have to repent for everything that we've done. And this one of the things that people don't realize is that you actually have to repent for your emotions that are not divine. You have to repent for the feeling of guilt. You have to repent the feeling of fear. You have to repent everything that is not from God. This, the, the, what really helped me understand this was actually the book called A More Excellent Way, which is, which has hundreds of testimonies of people receiving miracle healings from over 500 different types of diseases. And many, many, many diseases are rooted in fear. As long as we have fear, we are sinning. That sin is a fear. Fear is the absence of faith. You must restore faith back to yourself. But first, you have to get that energy of fear out of your body through repentance. And so uh, just to give you some like context for this, the, uh, do you remember the healing, the story of the healing with the paralytic that when they're healing the paralytic down? Yeah. Through, putting him through the roof. Yeah. And Jesus says, through your faith, you have been, your sins have been forgiven. 
And the Pharisees are there thinking, who is this to, who is this man to be able to forgive sins? He says, I say your sins are forgiven. So you know that the son of God has authority on earth to forgive sins. And then he says, your sins are forgiven. Get up and walk. So Jesus literally heals us by the forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. This is one thing that for all of history until like recent times, people have fully understood that. That has always been an assumption of disease is that there is some kind of sin. Even in the Bible, somebody asked why, uh, why, what kind, what sin did this blind man commit? Right. They were assuming that it was sin. Now Jesus did say not all disease comes from sin. This man was sick just to be a proof of a miracle of God. And then he heals him and says, this is, this is so that you guys can believe. This man was blind so that all of you who witness this miracle may believe. So we have to sweep shop, get rid of sin through repentance and receive forgiveness. And it's through that forgiveness that we can, that we can experience miracles like that paralytic man. But God also says that in order to be forgiven, you must forgive others. You must forgive your neighbors. So step four is forgiveness. After we repent, we hope to receive forgiveness, but we won't unless we go out and we actively forgive everyone else in our life who has done wrong for us. Now, I had some people in my life who I really needed to forgive. And as I was forgiving them, I was receiving the biggest healing. It's almost like the forgiveness aspect is even more powerful than the repentance aspect of it. Just like, um, just like Jesus said, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. It's like the forgiveness is like the giving aspect. Well, the way that I, uh, would get over this forgiveness is I would pray the hope opener, which is a prayer from a Hawaiian shaman who literally healed an entire prison. This prison was, they said it was irreversible. He healed this prison and people started to be like released from prison within a few months just by praying the hope open all. He did 45 minutes on every person there, never even met with someone, but prayed for them and through praying for them was able to shift their minds. So the way the hope open all goes is super simple. It's, it's just, I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. And you just repeat that over and over again. I'm sorry. I love you. Please forgive me. Thank you. As if God is speaking through you to that person that you are trying to forgive. Now, I've done this with friends. I've done this with some family members who I had some issues with. I kid you not, one of my family members um, at Thanksgiving was giving me like this death stare. Like I could tell, I was like, oh my gosh, I I couldn't even handle it. I was still going through my my spiritual dark night at that time. It's like the energy that this person sending me is so bad. I did the hope open for months after that, trying to heal that relationship. The next time I saw this family member, she was literally crying, giving me the biggest hug. And I was like, I didn't do anything except for pray for you. And I completely changed the way you feel about me. Isn't that wild? That is the power of prayer. And so the hope open, not only does forgiveness help heal you, you can literally change the mindset of this other person who hopefully no longer feels this resentment towards you after you have finished after you've spent a lot of persistence praying for this person right so we've got faith we've got humility we've got repentance we've got forgiveness 
after we have forgiven, now is our time just to receive God's grace. And this, when I, when I'm getting into this energetic state of receiving, I'm reminding myself, I'm already saved. I'm already saved. Thank you, God. And I literally am just giving so much thanks to God. Thank you for sending your son to sacrifice his life on the Christ for us so that he can heal us and he can show us the true nature of your son, of the light of the universe, that he's a healing light. He had to come in human form to communicate with that. But that light that is of the universe is still there. And we just have to receive it. We have to open ourselves up. And sometimes that actually takes forgiving ourselves so that we can re- we can receive his grace. After receiving, that's when I, during this prayer meditation, that's when I would give. So praying for others and spreading that light. And I would literally imagine that light bursting out towards other people as I'm praying for them, whatever that I know that they need prayer for in their life. And from this place, of having received God's light, I've given God's light after done the repentance, after done the forgiveness, all that stuff. This is when I finally ask for the things that I want to change in my physical world. So typically I'll, I'll think of like three things of like, God, can you please bring me, um, you know, perhaps it's a relationship or perhaps it's, it's financial, or perhaps it's business or perhaps, you know, it's family or time or guidance or whatever it is. This is my time to literally just ask God. It's like, I've done all the work that he wants from me spiritually from this pure place. You, when you're aligned with God and you ask and you believe it as if it's already done, literally envision whatever it is you're asking for as if it's already done for you. It's like in your mind, picture what you want God to create in your life. He's going to do it for you. This is part of that whole, the energetics thing, you know, that we were talking about earlier. It's like we're putting this energy out into the universe, but this is also exactly what Jesus said to do. He said, believe it as if it's already done for you and it will happen. And after I have asked, I always end every meditation with just glorifying God. Like, God, you are so great. And I ended on the highest note of celebration of you you are king. You've done everything for us. You are so amazing. And and it's on that super high note that I start my day. You know, it's like, gosh, I have the best God. We have the a God, of, <laughs> the God of miracles, you know. And when we finish that meditation, that that meditation will help you with your healing journey. I promise you, I can guarantee it. I've, in fact, if you want to try it, you can get it for free on my website. I call it the Hospital of Jesus Christ. I guarantee whatever it is you're going through, whether it's a mental, emotional, physical illness, this you do this and you believe it will work for you and it will absolutely work for you. Um, but to what Aaron was saying earlier, the meditation is like the training grounds for the mind and the spirit. But after we're done praying, like we get on our knees and pray, then we have to get back up on our feet and work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and take some action. Well, in what you're describing, it's just... I can see so many subconscious tools and so many practices that I've learned and gathered into my tool belt over the years are all in what you just talked about, every single one of them, Mm -hmm. Um, particularly hypnotherapy, because all Mm -hmm. hypnotherapy really is, is bringing yourself into like a meditative state, which in itself changes the wavelength that's happening inside of the brain. 
and you begin to kind of create and vision, you know, what it is that you're wanting to change and heal, whether it's something from the past, which is where we can kind of take in that forgiveness piece that you're talking about and do some work on that stuff, or if it's something that you're wanting to create in the future. But like, this is the, the amazing thing of how God created us as energetic beings that we can use this part of our brain tapping into our subconscious mind, which is connected to energy and spirituality and all of that, um, to do healing. Right. And I would like, I'm like, yes, go get that meditation. It sounds amazing because you're doing exactly this work that I talk about all the time, which is you're tapping into the subconscious and what makes any of this as powerful as it can possibly be is Jesus Christ which I think mm -hmm. is what you touched on earlier, where mm -hmm. in your journey, there were things that were helping and healing, but it wasn't complete. It wasn't to like that full power until it was Jesus Christ who mm -hmm. was the key to really finish it, right? Mm -hmm. So, oh, I love all of this. I really, mm -hmm. um, it is my hope and prayer that someone is helped today and inspired. So. Please tell the listening audience where they can find you, um, your book, your podcast, all of it. Okay, so my book is available for pre-order on clarkvarin.com. That's C-L-A-R-K-V-A-R-I-N.com. When you pre-order it, you also get that meditation that I was talking about, the Hospital of Jesus Christ, for free, and you get a free mini course on how to begin your journey this of healing the spiritual roots of disease. So that way you don't have to wait for the book to actually start. You can get started right away. And when the book comes, I'll just throw some more uh, fuel on an already burning fire. And then you can also look up my podcast healed by faith. It's on Apple and Spotify. Um, and that is it. That's oh, you can awesome. also find me on Instagram too, if you want at Mr. Clark Varen. Okay, perfect. I'll be sure to put all of that in the show notes as well. So you can connect with Clark and um, please let us know like the amazing things that God has done in your life from being spurred on today. <laughs> so Clark, thanks again for being with us. I pray that you have a blessed day and I pray that God continues to use you in a mighty way to help everyone else out there have healing. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're feeling blessed by the content here, the number one way you can show me is by leaving me a written review of the show. I'd be forever grateful knowing that you're out there listening helps me know that I'm truly living out God's purpose in my life. The other thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode, share it with a friend, or better yet, tag me on your Instagram stories. Remember, you are seen known and loved. May God richly bless you today. All my love, Erin Jean.